This is a Federal News Network podcast. Makeup, nail polish, hair highlights, they'll soon be the new look of modern soldiers. Yes, indeed. The Army is changing some of its grooming standards to be more inclusive and to give troops a little more self-expression. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has the latest, and I guess this is sort of a continuing trend when they started allowing tattoos to be more prominent and so forth. What is the latest here, Scott? Yeah, this one is just a big uh, change considering they've kind of trickled out these changes in the past. This is kind of a big swath of, of changes. And these changes range from everything, like you said, from hairstyles and makeup to uh, nail polish and uh, you know other things like that. So some of the things you can look out for is that women can now wear earrings. The, the only exception being pearl earrings, which are only uh, acceptable during a dress uniform. Some other things is you can have kind of two kinds of hairstyles. So one can be a braid or a lock at the same time. Highlights for both men and women. And women can, can now wear makeup as well. Uh, you know, one thing that I, I would point out is that when it comes to the hairstyles as well, women can now wear ponytails and have their hair as short as they'd like. That really works a lot on a medical issue and an inclusivity issue. For some uh, races and ethnicities who have different hair, the tight buns were a huge problem for alopecia, for scarring, for migraines. And now this just gives them really an opportunity to uh, you know, let their hair loose <laughs> in, in more than one word. And also, uh, you know, it was a readiness issue. The tight buns were pushing helmets forward in training situations and obstructing the eyesight. Now the ponytails will allow the, the, the helmet to sit back a little farther and, and let the eyesight uh, be seen. Well, I can attest to that. I have to take out my ponytail when I put on my motorcycle helmet or it doesn't quite sit right on the head. And for many men, I guess the close shaving uh, has been a problem. Is that part of it also? That's right. So beards, I think, were something that a lot of soldiers were really hoping that they would get in this uh, this new guidance. They did not get any new promises to get, to have beards. Sergeant Major of the Army Michael Grenston said that it's something they're not considering at this time. However, uh, the waivers are not uh, too hard to get. They're not too prohibitory. Right now, if you have any sort of medical condition that causes, like you said, ingrown hairs, then you can get a waiver for a short beard. Also, for religious exemptions, you can also get a beard as well. All right, so the Army is doing this for what basic reason or reasons? Yeah, well, uh, you know, like I said, part of this is is purely health uh, reasons. And uh, women, especially when it comes to hair, that was a, a big issue for them. Uh, another issue was, you know, with the, the nail polish, that uh, for men— who wanted to wear nail polish, they're allowed to wear clear nail polish. Now, a lot of men who are working with chemicals would use that clear nail polish to protect their fingers from the harsh chemicals and deterioration. Uh, other things really just have to do with uh, cultural issues, saying someone's last name correctly. This is something that's not in the guidance, will be coming out later, though, uh, is that you'll just be getting the diacritical sort of accents on people's names so that you know how to pronounce someone's name, something, a small kind of issue that people want to just have correct. Another thing is self-expression. A lot of women in this uh, this study group and within this, um, this recommendation said that they just didn't have an opportunity really to feel feminine. And they wanted just something to differentiate themselves from male soldiers. So having the ability to put on an earring, makeups, and, and things like that, 
just gives them just a special touch. And you know, really what they, they reported, the Army report, was a little bit of, of depression and malaise from women who weren't able to express themselves enough and just kind of feel like themselves in their own body. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni, and some of these rules and regulations, I guess, for the most part, apply to people in the Army which are not in a direct combat situation. I guess it doesn't really matter if you have makeup or not if you're in actual hot combat. So is there any differentiation there at all? Yeah, there is. And before I answer that, I'd like to differentiate one other thing as well, which is that these changes will not go into effect until probably late February, and the Army will be putting out guidance. So if you are in the military, don't start putting in earrings just yet. Uh, You might get in trouble. But yes, there are certain differentiations for non-combat and combat, especially with things like earrings, things that might get caught or snagged, um, you know, longer hair also needs to be put up. So if you have a long ponytail different from a shorter ponytail, you know, that could be an issue. You need to make sure that it's in the back of your um, your shirt or something like that during a combat situation. Uh, except for that, you know, it's really just kind of a, a regular everyday kind of thing where people can just really just kind of relax a little bit and also not have to spend that extra, you know, 10 minutes a day pulling their hair back and and really getting in pain or something like that. Who knows? Maybe there'll be Maybelline camo-colored lipstick next or something. (laughs) Who knows? Anything's possible. And what is not in the regulations that people might have been hoping for? Right. Well, I think that the beard is the biggest one. Later on, we might be seeing some other things coming out for men, possibly maybe letting them wear makeup or something like that is a possibility for men who are on the spectrum of, of gender identity and things like that. That's something that I think might take a little bit longer. The military is usually pretty far behind when it comes to societal changes and things like that. Uh, But I think beards are probably the biggest one. Uh, A couple other things that I I didn't get to mention that I I meant to mention, uh, breastfeeding. Women who are breastfeeding can now wear undershirts to, you know, protect themselves. Just, you know, like I said, small things that really just carry a lot of comfort level. All right. And what about, we've been talking about the Army. What about the other armed services? Any similar changes going on in those? Yeah, the, the Air Force has really been at the front of this, the forefront of everything. And they've changed and been really pushing for personnel changes throughout this whole thing. They actually, just a couple of weeks ago, changed their policy to allow ponytails, uh, not as um, as descriptive as the Army's. The Army's is talking about long ponytails, short ponytails, that sort of thing. Uh, the Air Force really just says you can have a longer ponytail or two braids down to the inseam of your uh, shoulder. So, you know, right where your armpit is. And that's that's pretty much it. But, uh, you know, as you said also before, we've seen tattoos slowly becoming part of a thing for, for people showing tattoos in the Marine Corps, in the Navy. We've seen turbans and hijabs being able to be worn within the military. So the military is really just realizing that this is a talent management issue, that people who want to be in the military really want to express themselves religiously as part of what the Constitution allows, but also just as self-expression as well. And the people who are in Gen X, Y, and Z are saying, look, if you want us, if you want our talents, well, you're going to have to uh, show us that you respect our decisions and what we like to do with ourselves. I guess it is hard to see how some of the old restrictions really made any difference in the military's ability to wage and win wars or to carry out the daily operations that it has to do in the background, which is 99% of it. And so it seems that it's a culture change by the leadership 
what's going to make this stuff stick. Is that what you're yeah. is that what you're and, sensing? Yeah, and you make a really good point with that. And and one of the things that the leaders always say is that we need to get away from this industrialized industrial age talent management system. And when you think of industrialized, uh, you think factories, right? Everything is factory made, mass produced, and looks the same. They don't want that anymore, and people don't want to be treated like that anymore. That comes with benefits, that comes with the way you look, and it comes with everything else. And that that's really, I think, what they're trying to change. Um, you know, this isn't a Ford factory. It's, uh, you know, human beings. Although there are situations where the military does produce metal parts and replacement things. It does machining and welding of old equipment. Having once caught a necktie in a shredder, I know that those things can really get dangerous. So you wouldn't want that ponytail to be down front. And all of a sudden you're working on a lathe and next thing you know, it's your head that's being lathed. That's right. And that's the delicate balance that the military needs to make at this point is what is functional versus what is allowing people to be themselves and allowing people to really not be injured or culturally disadvantaged. You know, people who are, you know, have different styles and different types of hair. So this is, is really being more inclusive in more than one way. All right. As long as he can shoot straight, it really doesn't matter, does it, the rest of it? That's right. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.